0: When when I was handing those, you know, I realized I didn't put them in any specific order. Like I wasn't like I need to have this plant on this day. So I didn't even know what it was until I just turned over the plant.
1: So I, hopefully I'm prepared. Yeah. You know, like 15 uh, seconds before we <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> with this plant. Is. At, at least I did the research,
0: so I <laughs> yeah. know ahead of time. But like, and I prepped these last week, so I don't even remember. Like I have them. Like what was the what was the fact that I made up? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so. Again, now that now that we've all had one episode together, yeah. we can I'm gonna give you five facts and you have to guess what the plant is. Are you still going where you each get your separate guess? I think so. Yeah. I think one of these days this week you have to agree on
1: well, yeah, maybe the if, fact maybe the fact if, yeah. one will differ. If okay. we
0: agree, then then we agree. That will be okay. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. This is an herbaceous form a forb in the Asteraceae family, which is asters, coneflowers, thistles, sunflowers, yarrow, and right. and more. Um, so that's one. It is a facultative wet
1: uh, wetland for, indicator set. Health, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does, I shouldn't say it completely stumps me. That no. Doesn't matter. It, I know stuff that likes it wetter and likes it drier, but I don't know always um, exactly what it is. I'm trying to it make is. it harder yeah.
0: because you can, I'm not yeah. stumping
1: you guys. So, uh, At least you stop doing the, the hint for all our listeners of, oh, yeah, we, we don't grow, grow it because that yeah. matters to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it helps you. Um, it gets one to four foot tall, okay. which is, you know, pretty wide range yeah. there. Um, it is upright and clumping in shape. And its native range is from New York to Georgia, Mm -hmm. west to New Mexico, and north to North Dakota.
1: Oh, gosh. One to four feet. And then uh, Asteraceae. Oh, man, that is. uh, Could be a lot of eggs.
2: 80% of the
0: Forbes right there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I will. Clumping and form. Tom, I will throw out if it helps you, it is something that we grow. Okay, um, it
1: didn't in this. Case, All right. In this case. Okay. Oh uh, crap, Kelly, do you have any idea? This might be one I'm going to disagree with you wow. on It's so the- broad. I know I didn't give you anything.
2: Well, uh, I'm. If sun- if, neither,
0: if neither of you have a guess, I'll give you a couple more clues.
2: I have a guess. All right. What is it? My guess is echinacea purpurea.
0: Okay. All right. Oh man. Based on the
2: height, I'm, I think.
0: Now I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Based on yep. that, without even because echinacea really isn't like it's saying New York to Georgia, it's mm-hmm. an introduced right. native to yeah. here. Yes. So, so so it's not a true
1: native. So range. Fran is is basically saying that you're wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought about I'm, that, but I was thinking, uh, you know, and I know it's not truly native and it's it's naturalized, yeah. but I was thinking, I am sunflowers are taller. You I, know, I have been I'm,
0: using. Bone apps mm-hmm. for the native range, yeah. like, and not using introduced,
1: like, I'm trying to use its real yeah. native range. Yep. Okay. I was really stumped until Kelly said Echinacea and I'm like, ooh, what about Rebecca fulgida? Because that is in that one to four yeah. foot range. And that's... Oh,
0: yeah, that's a clump
1: or Yeah, two. so that's what I'm going to guess. And I'm wrong.
0: So, <laughs> and you may disagree with the height <laughs> range of this, but I went with a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. and you're going to say that it gets taller than one to four foot. Okay. Does that change your guess? Yes. All right. Oh, what, yeah. All right. What's your guess then? Oh I have no idea, but it would change my <laughs> guess. <laughs> all right. Today's today's it's it's false sunflower heliopsis. Oh, Helio That was my second guess. <laughs> what? Oh man. One to four feet. Uh, is there gonna be a fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's taller that's...
2: than me. <laughs> You're listening to A Native
0: Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to a native plant every day. I am Fran,
1: and I'm Tom, and
0: we still have our, <laughs> our special guest Kelly Gill. Welcome, Kelly. Hi,
2: everybody.
0: <laughs> so One to four
1: feet. I, I have so much evidence that that's Wait. not
0: true. Well, today's plant is Heliopsis helianthoides, which is false sunflower, and it's also called rough oxeye and oxeye sunflower. So, what would you say that plant gets? Six foot. I, I would put six. it at six foot. Yeah. Absolutely. Six foot. But I'm wondering if. All right. We always talk about how things react if you have it in the wrong Mm -hmm. condition. So it it prefers full sun but can tolerate part shade. Mm -hmm. So when you put something in part shade that doesn't really want to be – it can tolerate it. It's going to stretch – and get lanky mm-hmm. and longer so maybe you're seeing it
1: in part yeah. shade or yeah what if, what if it's in like the middle of a sunny farm field <laughs> 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 would yeah. that be considered
0: part well shade? you know here's the funny thing i i always go when you are researching this mm-hmm. you know maybe in other parts of the country yeah it's one to four foot tall and and it's it might be conditions maybe if it's a place that um Um, it's, it's getting different water requirements. Like I would imagine it's going to get a lot smaller in New Mexico than it's Mm -hmm. going to get here because,
1: so I always go with
0: an average of what I find, because when you're looking at these, you can go to five Mm -hmm. sites and get
1: five different height ranges. So,
0: and with, um, maybe it's one to four foot,
1: but can get five to six foot. Yeah. And what, what I've found with a lot of these, and, and this is me just comparing it with other industry professionals that aren't that far away, talking like western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And we have wildly different experiences with heights of plants. Yeah. Stuff stuff that I say, oh, I've never seen it taller than four foot, and they're like, oh, it definitely gets over six feet. And uh, even when it comes to deer resistance, things that we have listed as deer resistant, or at least somewhat deer resistant, they say is deer candy. So it does differ from area to area. Well, I still think it's a, a BS clue because you knew it was
2: <laughs> – Well, you knew I said say I would right, never
1: have thought right that. by our <laughs> pond, there's some growing that
0: I posted on my social mm. media back in the fall uh, because of the pollinators uh, still using the blooms even though it was fall. Mm-hmm. And I'm 5'11", and it was taller than me. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so totally. All right. So you're familiar with this plant. Is there anything in particular you'd like to know? yeah where you would like to start?
1: I think the the alluring thing for me for this plant is the flower. so why don't you start out by describing the flower?
0: so it it is in the sunflower family, uh, you know, obviously the aster family. so it's it's called false sunflower. It has a double or single daisy like yellow to orange flowers uh, surrounded by cone shaped golden brown center disc. so. It's not a black center. It's a golden brown, uh, smaller obviously than – I didn't write the size down, but they're smaller than obviously than a sunflower. Mm-hmm. Wait, what would you think? Like two inches in diameter? Yeah, probably two. I'm, of course, no yeah, one can see that what I'm doing with my hands, but I'm, I'm guessing two to three inches, um, and it blooms July through October. You get a really long bloom time mm-hmm. out of this. Like it's – once it starts, it's, it's kind of never-ending, yep. and it's like – I think it was October when I posted the pollinators all over it mm-hmm. uh, on my social media, so – um, so it's found in wooded areas, uh, typically, uh, like where I was just talking about on our properties, mm-hmm. wooded areas, uh, tall grass prairies, I've seen it along stream banks, yep. um, and sometimes along roadsides. Uh, so if you're using it in your garden, so basically if that's where it's found, you, it, it can be used very nicely as a mass planting, uh, general garden use, uh, naturalizing a woodland or a garden, if you're trying to make it more natural, uh, and it makes a great border. Uh, it's a really nice yellow border, but it can get tall depending on what part of the country that you're in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I've always found interesting with this plant when you get up close is it has really interesting leaves and stems. Can you tell us about that too? Sure. It's uh,
0: opposite-leafed. So it's uh, opposite-toothed leaf blades. Um, uh, they're oval or lance-shaped. Um, and then they they may be smooth or hairy or rough in texture depending on where you're kind of feeling that that leaf so it's uh the stem is rough to the touch mm-hmm. um, and it may contain a single flower head or branched into multiple stems with multiple flowers that's what i see more often is you get those multiple branches with many flowers on it mm-hmm. it's yeah to me oh, i don't definitely. very rarely see just one flower stem unless you've cut it back early to keep it a little shorter Mm -hmm. you may get that sometimes but sometimes that promotes more branching more branching
1: so um what kind of soils does it really like i know it's a a facultative wet plant but like i mentioned where we grow it in our seed field it's it's pretty dry
0: so it's it like you said it 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 is considered a facultative wet but it actually likes well-drained soil uh and can actually grow well in heavy clay soil so and and does well in drought. So even though it's facultative wet and it's found uh, sixty six to ninety nine percent of the time in wetlands, it it can handle. When I see it, typically it's not in wetlands, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. in a heavier soil and and in a drier area. Um, but it is considerate. You know, I was kind of surprised to find I couldn't get some of the some of the information is a little hard to flesh out and find. Mm-hmm. Um, it's considered a short-lived perennial. Yeah, that I, surprises me too. I I wouldn't have considered that, but I don't know what they're considering short-lived five to ten years.
1: Yeah, I have no, I, I have no clue.
0: I don't know. Yeah, but what what would be interesting? You know, we do have experience because we do line out plants in our fields for seed collecting. Mm-hmm. That's not one I see us replanting. No. Like lobelia yeah. is one that every couple years you're replanting. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, that's been in our seed field at least 5 years and we haven't replanted. It. Now, I know it's reseeded itself quite a bit too. Cuz when okay. we go and collect all the seed, we're not getting all the seed. A lot of it goes on the ground. So, I know it's filled in a lot of those gaps and it makes a really, really cool mass of yellow flowers when it's blooming.
0: Yeah. So, it really stands out. Yep. And it does have fruit and and it's uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this, Tom.
1: Yeah, a- yeah you're asking me to pronounce something?
0: A- a- <laughs> It's A-C-H-E-N-E-8, A-C-H-E-N-E, a a- 8 a- I don't, I don't know, about yeah. a quarter of an inch long, roughly, a mm-hmm. fifth of an inch to a quarter of an inch long, so I don't know that I've necessarily am familiar with the fruit, are you?
1: No, no, other than the, what I know the seeds look like, Yeah. so it's gotta be somewhere around there, but yeah, I'm not really okay. sure.
0: All right, so um, it does have a very fibrous root system, and it will spread by rhizomes and stolen. So if you're putting one plant in, expect that plant to get a little bit larger than <laughs> than than what you put in. It's going to become a if it's a small clump, it's going to become a much larger clump over time. Um, and it does have some issues, you know, like like the other things that we've talked about. It's susceptible to aphid um, and powdery mildew, and that's when you're putting it in a wetter condition than mm-hmm. than what it's used yep. to um and it has i thought this was a very interesting fact has a medium flammability rating hmm. so if you're in an area like the pine barrens where fire is a possibility or or well this isn't native to california but i would imagine some of these uh states out on the western side mm-hmm. uh, where fire is definitely more a possibility maybe not something you want
1: a whole meadow of in your backyard. Yeah,
0: <laughs> unless you want to burn it, which is <laughs> yeah. fun, yeah, <laughs> and and good
1: for the your plant diversity and, and a lot of things. Good for a lot. Yeah. So
0: so it's you know I thought was interesting. It, you know, if you want it in your yard, no toxicity, mm. report it. Mm. Um, but that means that things like livestock will will sometimes graze it. Mm. You know, you'll have that. Yep. It it is another one that they're touting is deer resistant. I don't know how true that is, Kelly. You made a face.
2: You know, I I think a lot of these become less palatable palatable as they um, establish and become mature. Mm-hmm. But as a small plant, I think it's pretty palatable to yeah. deer. Listen, if, yeah,
0: you know, because it's one of the one of the uses is that the flowers have a mild taste and can be used as a garnish or in salad. So if we're finding it tasty, more than likely mm-hmm. deer are finding it
1: just the, as tasty. The only thing I could think of is those stems do get. A little bit woody, and they're really fuzzy. Fibrous. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen... The, the stems are rough, yeah. Yeah, or they're, they're rough. I shouldn't say yeah. fuzzy, but they're rough. And we've seen side-by-side side where you have something that has a smoother stem next to something that has, like, either is pubescent or has some hair or yeah. is, like, rough. You definitely see deer going towards the, the smoother, right. like, softer stuff first. Yes. So, oh,
0: totally. Totally. Um, so... Um, here's the big thing is yes.
1: how do how does wildlife and and i guess more so pollinators use this plant
0: so it, there's a lot of great pollinator use and i'm sure kelly can back me up on this yes. um it is pollinated by ground nesting bees uh the hollow hollow cop-ocytes? Heliopsis. You should have just kick that <laughs> one over to Heliopis. Kelly. Heliopis. <laughs> Do you know it, Kelly?
2: You got it right. Did I? All right. Woo! All
0: right. Uh, which is a specialist pollinator of heliopsis. Um, birdle- birds will utilize the seas- seed as a food source. Stems provide winter cover for beneficial insects. So we always tout don't cut mm-hmm. don't cut your herbaceous stems back until spring because a lot of insects will use it as cover or for, for overwintering. So this is nice long stems, uh, nice size for, for insects to overwinter in. Yeah. What Kelly, What for someone that's listening that's used to a fall cutback, like they, they cut back in the fall and we're telling them not to cut back until spring, what would you recommend as a good time frame to go back in and start taking those stems down?
2: I always say in the spring when you see things become active. So when you start to see bumblebees flying, Um, Other insects flying that means that if anything was using the stems for nesting or leaf litter for overwintering um, that they're emerging at that time and you know nothing's 100% but it's always good to leave stuff over the winter don't worry about putting your garden to bed. Do that in the spring, um, and then you'll be getting those new shoots popping up. Mm -hmm. People get antsy, and I
0: understand. Like, it starts to get a little warm, and you start looking at it, and you're like, I want to go outside and start getting some work done. Like, the first thing you think of is, all right, I'm going to clean up and get ready. Yeah, March
2: or April, I would wait. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know for a lot of things, like, if you're cutting back, um, like, especially, like, say, non-native like you're doing roses roses die back from the tips they always say you leave it over the winter and you cut it back in mid to late March so that's kind of where I'm thinking like late March early April is a good time uh and you'll find that this plant also attracts uh a multitude of butterflies and other yeah. pollinators so
2: very important for monarchs because it's blooming when monarchs are breeding and migrating
1: yeah awesome so Kelly, what do you, what do you love about this plant
2: Oh, you know what I love the most, and this is going to sound silly, but when you have those kind of fall gray days and you see this bright burst of yellow against kind of a gray blue sky, I think it's really an attractive plant. It really attracts droves of insects. It's a flower that the resources are open access to a lot of pollinators compared to, you know, tubular flowers we talked about earlier, which can be a little more difficult um, you need a longer tongue mm-hmm. to get that reward but this is really a, a winner and I love the clumping form I mean if you want to fill a space this is a good plant for it
0: and I think when you're looking at that plant too say you're looking at a four to five foot tall plant you're not just getting blooms at the top you're getting blooms throughout the whole plant yeah. so it's mm-hmm. pretty full like it's it's striking as you're against it what you're did you want me to say four to six foot tall yeah I think so yeah <laughs> Um, if you're looking to plant this in your garden and remove something else, one thing you know it's not you know if you're looking for color, uh, something similar. The first thing I thought of was it, take out Hemerocallis fulva, which is the traditional orange daylily mm-hmm. that a lot of people see and they don't know the name of it and they ask what it is, but it's highly, highly uh, invasive, mm-hmm. um, and that's used in masses and borders. So you can take that out. You can use something like this. Again, it's going to get taller, but it's going to support so much more yeah. pollinator habitat yeah. than the hemerocallis. So, yeah, definitely. So totally. Um, and one small little fact that I'll throw in there because we're going to get ready for our quiz, but I had way too many things to use. So <laughs> um, this plant can be used in medicinal drinks for treatment of lung troubles. Hmm. So if, you're, if your
1: lungs are ailing, false sunflower is the plant for you. All right. All right, Fran. I've only gotten both the first quiz and last quiz wrong on like a handful of occasions, so I I can't make it a habit today. I'm expecting good, honest clues here. I think Uh, you're you're going (laughs) to guess this
0: one. All right. Um, Let's see. The stems of Heliopsis helianthoides have been used in the treatment of malaria. Okay. A yellow dye called sunny yellow can be made from the flowers.
1: That would make sense.
0: Helianthoides <laughs> also from the Greek meaning like helianthus, the sunflower. Mm-hmm. Um the genus from the Greek word helios meaning the sun and opsis meaning appearance. Okay. So a sun like appearance, like a sunflower, if you Brent, put it all you, together. Did
1: you ever study Greek before? No. You, okay. I'm, no. Just trying to vet out that those clues. Yeah. And
0: the leaves have been used in a strong tea to reduce fever, fevers and loosen phlegm. Okay, those are your yeah. five. You're a
1: fan of the word phlegm, so you have been the phlegm, one you made up. Phlegmy. What, what was the first? Clue but also,
0: again? I said it was used in medicinal drinks yeah, yeah. for treatment
1: of lung trouble. That's true. So that might yeah.
0: pair together with yeah. that. Like I threw you one.
1: <laughs> I threw you one. What was What was the first clue? Uh,
0: more let time? me see. Uh, the stems of heliopsis helianthoides have been used
1: to treat malaria. Okay, that one stands out to me. All right, is that yeah. your guess? Because that's, for ooh. some, for whatever reason, I feel like malaria is not something that happens in North America, or uh, didn't happen. Oh. but I don't, I don't really know. Right, you right. think of malaria, you're thinking like yeah. more tropical areas. So totally. I, I think that's the clue. I'm all right, and you're agreeing with Tom. Most. I
2: agree with Tom. Yeah. All
0: right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> really stink at this game <laughs> it's the yellow dye. really I totally oh. made that up yeah <laughs> wow that would make i don't I'd make come sense on sunny me. yellow i didn't even know what the name and i'm like no oh, just make it up <laughs> sunny yellow <laughs> oh totally so. all right so the most important thing
2: but which can is, it it's absolutely impossible to make a die out of it are you sure i don't know what it
1: is
0: <laughs> i, I Found no evidence supporting that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Google this. So, uh... <laughs> All right. Well, while you're Googling that, Kelly, is this is this a plant you would put in your yard?
2: This is a plant I would put in my yard. Um, I would put it along my shed area, oh, okay. where, where it has some support, yeah. um, because of the height of it. And so I wouldn't put it maybe lining a walkway or somewhere where it could kind of flop yeah. over. But along the back fence line, I think it would be perfect. Nice little screen for my neighbors.
0: Yeah. I, I like this plant. I, I don't know that I have a spot in my yard. But if I did, I would put it in my yard. The one thing that we didn't discuss that I thought would – if you're putting it in your garden and you're concerned about the height, it's it does react to pruning very well. So when the foliage gets up to about two foot, you can whack it back to a foot. And then it will kind of you'll get a shorter, squatter plant out of that. You could do the same thing with uh, like cut cut leaf coneflower, uh, Rudbeckia laciniata. That's one that gets really tall and floppy, oh, yeah. and you can cut it early before it starts putting on buds, and, and you can keep it a little more manageable. So if you're worried about the height, don't be. Um, and depending on the condition, it may not get six foot tall. All right, Tom, you're smiling.
1: I so I have this in my garden, and all right. The only issue was that it was too tall. (laughs) So I was, it was like if I left it uncontrolled, it was six feet, sometimes even taller than that. And um, so I started cutting it back twice a year, and I still struggled to keep it less than four feet. Wow. Actually, I couldn't keep it less than four feet. All right. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't like your first clue. But (laughs) it makes a good garden plant. It didn't work how I used it. I planted too much of it. It was just like it was almost a – we talk about in Native Plants Healthy planet. Or other podcasts, those gardens where you don't want things to be, like, like lunging out at people. Yeah. And that's what was happening. That, it was just too one, big yeah. and too, like, oppressive feeling. So I had to, I pulled a lot of it out. I left some, but I pulled uh-huh. a lot of it out and put in some lower stuff in there. So, uh, yeah, so that's why I did not like your first clue at all because uh, my <laughs> experience had been completely different how, than we one need, to four people. We, we need
0: a counter of how many times Tom said he did not
1: like my first clue. Yeah. The other thing <laughs> I'm going to point out, too, about <laughs> <laughs> your last clue, I couldn't find anything specifically saying it was used for uh, for, um, a dye. for a dye, but someone did ask uh, about they wanted to plant a plant dyer's garden. So something where they could make yeah. dyes out of And it was listed as a plant to use in that dyer's garden. All right. Well, and, I uh, just completely made so that yeah, up. So. Uh, I don't know about that.
0: Well, a little shaky. Now. A little shaky. <laughs> 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 all right. You go to the store and ask for sunny yellow heli- <laughs> heliopsis dye. Uh, all right, everyone. We're halfway through the week. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, keep it native.
2: Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran.